Hi, I'm Apostle Catherine Crick. Welcome to another episode of Revival Is Now. This is part three on how to maintain your deliverance. In this episode, you will learn the last keys of how to maintain your deliverance. It is important that you take intention to maintain your freedom. Once you are delivered, the enemy wants to come back and he wants to come back with more demons. He has no power to do that as long as you are doing your part, following the word of God to keep every door shut to the devil and do as God says to maintain your deliverance. One of the important keys of maintaining your deliverance is to testify, to testify what Jesus has done for you, to testify about your deliverance. It says in Revelation 12, 1, that they overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. They overcame by the word of their testimony, by testifying, by saying, Jesus has done this for me. Literally in the spiritual realm, it's how you overcome the devil's attacks. The devil's attacks of trying to come back and bring bondage again and more bondage. Too often people take it too casually what God has done for them. When God delivers you, heals you, it is not enough to just thank him. He needs to get the glory. The way that Jesus gets the full glory for the miracles he's done for your life is when you testify. When you testify, the Bible also says that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Meaning that when you testify, it is a spiritual thing taking place. As you testify prophetically in the spiritual realm, other miracles are happening. You, you are prophesying what God has done for you, he will do for others. As you testify in the spiritual realm, it's like if you could see it, it's like a miracle is being sent to other people and they're able to receive it because it's of what you are releasing. When you testify, faith is released to other people. When you testify, the doubts that people had are knocked out. Imagine like in the time of Jesus, there were so many false accusations about him. There were so many lies. The Pharisees, the, the, the main people of God in that day, they were saying Jesus is using the demonic powers to cast out demons. He's using the powers from Beelzebub to cast out demons. The opposite was true. Jesus was using the power of God to cast out demons. And he goes on to say, a kingdom divided against itself can never stand. So the devil would never want to defeat himself. The devil would never want to cast out demons. So that's impossible. There were these lies that were being spread around about Jesus. There were these lies saying that he was a false prophet, saying that he was from the devil. But when we read the Bible, we can clearly see that these are false accusations, that these are lies, because there are words of truth spoken that we can recognize our truth and that quench all the lies. Like we see all of these testimonies in the Bible of people speaking up, of people saying, Jesus did this for me, of people writing down their testimonies. The whole Bible is made up of people who have written down their testimonies of the miracles they received and the miracles that they witnessed. 
So we have the whole Bible full of testimony after testimony after testimony. And this is how we can take truth in. This is how we can have faith. This is how we can know Jesus is the Son of God. God is faithful. God will always come through for us. He will always provide because of testimonies. This is how the lies of the devil, the false accusations of the Pharisees were squandered. We can read what the Pharisees said and we can clearly see this is a lie. So in the same way today, when you testify, you are literally destroying all of, all of the false accusations about the work of God today. All of the doubts that people had because of gossip and slander going around. You destroy those false accusations. This is how God proves himself. This is how God shows the truth to his people, number one. And number two, as you testify, you are releasing these miracles to other people. You're releasing faith for people to receive so that they can then receive miracles as well. You're, you're announcing, Jesus has delivered me. He's done what I thought was impossible. And as someone hears that, they're not just hearing words, they're intaking in the spirit, faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. You get to release faith to people so that they can then receive their miracles as well. Your testimony is so powerful. In the Gospels, when Jesus was gathering his disciples and he was about to minister to the masses, there's a moment before the harvest comes in, before he begins ministering to the masses, when he ministers to a Samaritan woman at the well. And he speaks a prophetic word about her personal life and her eyes open up to his love and that he is the savior, her savior in this moment, the Messiah. And she falls in love with Jesus and she's full of joy and abundant life and just runs and goes and tells everyone she knows about what Jesus had done for her, the miracle he had done, the prophetic word, the love she encountered, a personal word. This word was actually speaking of the fact that she was with many different men. So in that time, especially, it's a very like embarrassing uh, detail of your life to know, but Jesus had shown his love to her by, by showing her that, that he knew her personal life, that he knew what she was going through. And he didn't judge her. He just loved her and showed so much compassion. And so it made her not to be like embarrassed, but it made her just so excited for everyone else to be able to encounter this love that she'd encountered so that everyone else could know Jesus. So she unashamedly and boldly went and told everyone she knew what Jesus had just done for her, the miracles she had just received. And the Bible says that so many gave their lives to Jesus that day. So many, so many believed in Jesus and got to receive from him because of the woman's testimony. Literally, because of the woman's testimony, they were saved. They got to encounter God's love. As this woman was going to tell all of these people about Jesus, the Bible says that the disciples then came to Jesus after he had just ministered to her at the well. And there's this interaction with the disciples and, and Jesus says to the disciples, you think that the harvest is a few months from now, but look, I tell you, the harvest is ripe now. This reveals to us that Jesus decided to use the Samaritan woman at the well. He decided to use her, her testimony, her as a vessel to bring in the first harvest. She started the revival with her testimony. Wow, how the power of testimony. God needs your testimony to reach his people. God's moving the same way today. He needs you to speak up. He needs to speak your testimony 
boldly and unashamedly. Have a heart for them to receive the love, the miracles, salvation, healing, freedom, eternal life, abundant life that you've received. Have a heart for them. How you have a heart for them is to speak up. Don't sit on your testimony. Share it loudly, proudly, boldly. There's so much that your testimony does in the spiritual realm, so much. And many times people feel like, I wanna be used by God, but what can I do? I don't have many gifts, maybe they think, or I don't know if I have the, the words to say or the anointing. One may think that, but God has already given you a lot. Just as he gave that Samaritan woman at the well, day one of her being a believer, she had a lot. And look at the power of her testimony, of what she was given, of when she used it, of when she released it. Look at the power. You can do so much for God's kingdom if you will simply use what's in your hand. God said to Moses when Moses was asking how will the people believe that God sent him, he said, what's in your hand? Meaning, you think you don't have enough, but I've given you a lot. And what was in his hand was a staff. And then God then said to throw the staff on the ground, it became a snake. And that was meaning like he wanted to, he was telling Moses that show them signs and wonders. I will do signs and wonders through you, through your staff. And they will see, whoa, the power of God is with you. You can perform miracles. God must be with you. So God is saying to you, what's in your hand? Well, I'll tell you the most powerful thing in your hand right now is your testimony. And when you use your testimony, it can just, maybe to you, it just feels like a story. It just feels like you're sharing just your history, a story. But your words become supernatural as soon as you speak your testimony. Just like that staff that Moses had when he threw it on the ground, it became supernatural. When you will actually release your testimony, when you will actually use what's in your hand, do something with it, God will put his power on it and do many miracles. He will make revival to spread wildly and many people to receive miracles because of you, just as he did through the Samaritan woman. Many people will be delivered because of you using what's in your hand, just like with Moses. God is waiting to see you use your testimony before he releases more to you, before he releases more anointing to you, before he entrusts you with more. You have to be faithful with the little, even though it's big, but the little with what he's given you. You have to be faithful. You can't skip it. You can't skip it because it feels uncomfortable to you. You can't skip it because you don't like speaking into a camera or something. You can't skip it because you don't want your, your face to be seen on social media around and spread around. You can't skip the step. You have to be bold, unashamed, and rise up to the occasion. God wants to use you for his glory and your name to be known by what he has done for you, just like the Samaritan woman at the well. That's an honor. That's an honor. Say, yes, Lord, use me and just speak up. And all, all that that I just shared, that's, that's the exciting part of your testimony of how you could be used by God and how you can touch his heart. But there's even more. As I mentioned in the very beginning, they overcame. They overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. This becomes a serious moment right now that I'm sharing with you. Serious, meaning... When you don't share your testimony, you're literally leaving a door open to the devil. I've been teaching the past two episodes and now the very important keys of how to maintain your deliverance. When you follow all of these keys, no demon can come back and you will stay free and you will walk in abundant life. Absolutely. But you need to take these steps seriously, these keys seriously.
And so this instruction of sharing your testimony, you need to take it very seriously. You need to know that truly a door is being left open when you don't share your testimony. There's so much power in your words when you declare, as I mentioned in the previous episode, the devil can try to come back and say you're not free or you need way more deliverance or you're never going to be fully free he can come with these lies he can come with these lies and the the only way you overcome these these ways that he comes in these lies is to confess the truth is to speak i am freed i am delivered jesus has set me free you can't just be confessing this in private you have to testify publicly what jesus has done for you when you testify publicly in the spiritual realm doors are being shut to the devil so he can't come back. So he can't flood you with lies saying that you aren't really free. So practically how to share your testimony. Well, you should share your testimony in the way that will reach the people the very most. So like at Fivefold Church, if you attend our services in Los Angeles in person, or if you attend one of the services I minister at around the world, the Revival Is Now events, there's an opportunity there for you to share your testimony. We always film testimonies after the services. So do not hesitate, go and share your testimony there because we have a large following. So when that testimony is released, it reaches the most amount of people. So the most amount of people can be saved, healed and delivered when you share your testimony in that way. And also if you are unable to come in person or you are unable to come for a little while, you can still, you can send your testimonies to Fivefold Church. You could email info at 5fchurch.org. You could email a video testimony. If you do, try to make sure it's under at the most like five minutes or so. Um, and, you, or, and you can also share a written testimony. You could email us as well. And also share your testimony on your personal page. Make a video, record a video. Do as God leads. Maybe he wants you to go live and talk for like an hour about it. And but also make a shortened testimony like like one to five minutes or so so that people who have short attention spans maybe will still see it and send that out to your friends. Send that individually and share. I just God did these miracles for me and I just wanted to share what he did for me because if you need miracles, I want to let you know God can do it for you, too. Message your friends, call your friends, just do everything you can to get your testimony out there as much as possible. Follow the example of the Samaritan woman at the well who didn't just tell one or two people, but the Bible says she told so many people, like everyone she possibly could. The last key of how to maintaining her deliverance is to sow into the kingdom of God. First of all, there are certain principles in the Bible that when we follow these principles, this just naturally keeps doors shut to the devil and, and, and helps us to be transformed into God's image. And being generous and giving to the work of God is one of those big principles that every believer should be doing. The Bible talks about bringing your tithe, how you should always bring your tithe into the storehouse or church work of God. And when, when you do that, God says he will pour out so many blessings upon your lap that there's no room for them. Test him in this. He challenges you. Test me. Meaning he really wants you to try it because he really wants to bless you and show you. Giving is how to receive. How to receive supernatural blessings from God. Um, and the tithe is 10%. 10% of what you make as an income. But God does not want us to only give 10%. The Bible says whoever gives sparingly will reap sparingly. And whoever, whoever gives generously will reap generously. So that speaks to us that 
God wants us to give generously, not just what he requires, what he asks, a 10%, but that we would give from our heart, that we would give, that we would be generous with our giving. Generous, number one, to support the work of God, to advance the kingdom. And generous, number two, towards God, with revelation that when you give to the kingdom of God, you're giving to God himself. So God wants you to be generous towards him, like be giving lots to him, having revelation that when you're giving financially, it means a lot to God where your heart is, your treasure will be there too. So it's true that money is treasure to us because we need it to survive. No matter, even if the money has no hold on you at all, like you need money to survive, you need money to eat, you need money for an apartment, a house, a car, you need it. So therefore, it is a treasure to every person on this earth. So that's why God really wants it. He, he wants your heart to be towards him the most. So he wants you to put your treasure, to put your money to him. Rather than spending on other, on other things more than him. Rather than making priority other things and only just giving him 10%. So your seed is powerful and your seed is part of the, one of the principles of, that when you follow, it keeps the door shut to the devil. For example, when you follow this principle of giving, it is shutting the door to the devil of poverty and lack because you need to sow to be able to reap supernatural financial blessings from God. God wants to be providing for you himself, but in order to receive his provision, his reaping, you need to actually sow into his kingdom. So when you're giving, it shuts the door to the devil of poverty, of lack, and it also shuts the door to the devil of greed. And the Bible says that can, you cannot love God and love money. So if you are not giving, you are literally opening up a door to the devil to putting money as your idol, as what you're worshiping, as what you're loving more, way more than God. So we as believers should be like so um, eager and cheerful to give just for that fact in itself that it's automatically shutting the door to the devil for money to have a hold on us, greed to have a hold on us, money to even be our idol over God. So as you're maintaining your, your deliverance, you need to be making sure you're following these principles of God, just general principles in following him, like sowing, like reading the word of God, like worshiping him, like gathering, not neglecting gathering together with other believers, like these general principles. And sowing is one of these general principles that you need to be doing. But I also want to mention that your seeds have power, have, have such power. It's not a general thing that when you give to God, it's just like a general blessing upon you. But when you are sowing with intention, you are reaping with that intention. For example, when you sow for specific things, God honors that seed and he makes that seed to turn into fruit and you see that fruit in your life. So it's good to sow for specific things, that specific prayer requests. It's kind of like saying, um, Lord, you give me these miracles for free and I know you're gonna do it and I have faith, but I wanna give you this because even though it's you give it to me for free, you deserve my thanksgiving through this the sacrifice. So thank you, Lord. I thank you in advance. It's, it's a powerful, it's the power of faith and sacrificing. It, 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 there's such power to make that miracle come forth through faith, through sacrifice, through sowing. And so when you're sowing with intention, you're reaping 
what you're sewing for. So once you are delivered, you should sew like thanking God. I thank you, Lord, for delivering me. You did this for free, but I just want to thank you. I want to make a sacrifice to thank you for delivering me, number one. And number two, I want to sow a seed that I would maintain freedom. I want to sow into this power of God that delivered me that the same power of God would come in my life and help me to maintain my deliverance, that I would walk in wisdom and discernment to keep every door shut, and that this anointing that delivered me would also come upon me and protect me from every scheme of the devil to try to come back. There's power when you sow with that intention into the kingdom of God where his power is, where you've been delivered. More of God's anointing comes upon you and specifically an anointing of protection and to help you maintain your deliverance and walk an abundant life. So once God's delivered you and every time he's delivered you, it's important to sow, to sow where you've been delivered in thanksgiving and with intention, knowing that more of his anointing is coming upon you to protect you and help you maintain your freedom. I lastly want to say that some of you, you may be on a journey to receive complete deliverance. God might have delivered you from of some things, but he's still in the process of delivering you from more and more. So once God has begun to deliver you, it's so important to be patient and humble in your deliverance journey, to be patient in God's perfect timing to bring about the complete deliverance while at the same time being fully expectant that God is gonna completely deliver you immediately because he can do anything and to take the limits off of him rather than being like, well, there's a lot of, I've done so many bad things. It's probably gonna take a long time for me to be delivered. You're limiting God when you think that way. It doesn't matter your, how bad your past is. God's mercy and grace is so much greater and he's, removing, he's removed all your sins, all your mistakes, and he just wants to deliver you. But be patient with a journey, living with expectation and patience, and be humble. Be open to receive more keys that God wants to release to you to receive your complete deliverance because deliverance is not just um, like a formula that one follows, but it's different for everyone. There are different keys of the kingdom that are needed to unlock every person's complete deliverance. For example, someone key might be to renounce some, a covenant that they, that they spoke. Another person's key might be they've given tons of money to psychics and so to sow into God's kingdom, it's, it's a key that's unlocking their freedom. To, for another person, the key could just be tuning into this program right now where the power of God is and just receiving that anointing upon you. That's the key that just delivers you. It's different for everybody. So it's important that you are humble to receive these spiritual prophetic keys, to receive them however God wants to release them to you, whether it's to you just personally on your own time with him, through his word, or through a minister, through an anointed minister who's maybe teaching like I'm teaching now or is praying for you and, and God reveals to them, this is a key. This is a prophetic key for you that will unlock your freedom, that you would be humble to receive it however God wants, God wants to release it, and you would receive it. Hallelujah. I declare right now that complete deliverance is yours, and I speak to every person here in bondage. I break every curse upon your life, every generational curse, and I declare every demonic spirit, 
every spirit holding you back, every spirit tormenting you in the mind, all spirits of depression, anxiety, addiction, night terrors. I command all of them to leave now in Jesus' name. I declare complete freedom to you, complete healing in Jesus' name. And I release this anointing upon you now. Be filled with this anointing. May you grow in wisdom and discernment and may no demon ever come back, I declare. I declare no demon can touch you again. I declare you must maintain your freedom. And I speak this anointing to cover you and may you be fully protected from every demonic attack in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining me. I'll see you on the next episode. Revival is now. Kingdom Man.